0: We recently held an event titled Driving Organizational Resiliency, and it was moderated by Dr. Lauren Thompson, the Director of Inoperability at the Federal Electronic Health Record Modernization Office. Here we hear from Dr. Barclay Butler, the Assistant Director for Management and the Component Acquisition Executive at the Defense Health Agency, and he discusses what the future holds with enhanced resiliency for the Defense Health Agency.
1: I think that the future is going to require more resiliency, more organizational resiliency, not less. I think we're going to see more change and a higher speed of change. Um, does anybody out there think differently? I mean, I, I can't imagine anything slowing out. I've never seen it. And it only gets faster, and the changes only get uh, more dynamic. But but I, I think there's a couple of things we need to do in order to keep our organizations ready for that. And that is actually training to uh, organizational resiliency, working with our leaders leaders and leaders to help them understand the effect of uh, these uh, abrupt changes, the amount of incremental change, that overall uh, consuming of that bucket of resiliency uh, that helps our leaders. Then help our our employees uh, throughout our our organization. How do we acquire new skills in that in that leadership in our leadership and within our employees to help them through this? I, I'm very particularly concerned, though. Um, I have to tell you, with a another part of our organization that I haven't talked about yet. I've talked about our military and our civilians and some of, and our contractors, our support vendors, but what I haven't talked about is our patients. So how do we help our patients through? this organizational change, all of those changes that I've talked about, plus the coronavirus impact. Right now we've got, if I look to the future, um, we have patients that are delaying care because they're actually afraid to come to the hospital. How do I break down those barriers to give them the confidence to come into the organization when that, by its lonesome, is a stressor for them? That's consuming resiliency from them as an individual. I think those are some particular challenges that we, that we need to address. And as a defense health agency, we can and are helping our patients through these particular periods. For example, as we manage and administer more and more of the military medical treatment facilities, um, we're standardizing uh, really those simple things, those simple things that make it easier for our patients in their experience of care. Um, there's a, a standardized way to get an appointment. It's not a different appointing system at Walter Reed or down at uh, Keesler Air Force Base. It's the same appointing system. It's the same referral system. So once you've learned it as a patient, that now becomes familiar. Familiarity then builds resilience. That, that kind of continuity, that consistency builds resilience. It's, um, it's, it's providing the same laboratory experience, same lab processes here as it was at their last duty station. It's looking at uh, the radiology system, the same again same kind of processes through there, so it's it's focusing in on that patient and what is that patient's experience of care so that we can standardize that and actually build resiliency while the world around them may be changing more and more and more quickly so so I think lauren it's uh it's it's really both sides of it three three sides it's our leadership in getting our leaders trained to help manage. Uh, our our employee workforce. Um, It's our employee workforce supporting them um, across all of these changes. How do we do that? And then it's our patients and building resiliency and helping our patients through these changes, both uh, incremental changes and these very abrupt changes as stressors. How would you look to industry to to, uh,
0: aid government agencies? and? do you feel that current events may have shifted the relationship between industry and governments uh, in navigating uh, this future that uh, is a little little bit
1: uncertain at the moment? Uh, thanks, Lauren. Uh, has it shifted the relationship? I, I actually think it has. I, I think that our relationship with industry is even tighter. You know, I, 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 is it shared experiences? We're all going through tough times. I mean, that's, those are the things that bind us together. And, and so I think our relationship with industry is is better and better. And, and I, I just really appreciate it. And, and I, But I, I say that because um, uh, one of the things we see in government is that uh, the gubbies are kind of the haves and the industry folks aren't treated that well. That's a horrible way to manage an organization. That's not organizational resilience. That destroys organizational resilience. So I'm of the mindset that our vendors, our contractors are support boy, not only to help us get our mission done, but they're tremendously valuable uh, uh, members of our overall team. And, you know, I, I, Just as I have to manage military in a particular way and government civilians in a particular way, I have to manage uh, our contractor support in a particular way. That's treating people fairly, managing them Uh, under the constructs that they have decided to get their employment. But boy, it's one team. And as a leader, as I manage them that way, I I just can't tell you. um, As a leader, I'm as responsible for our vendor support as I am for any of the other uh, uh, services and support we get from our military and and our civilians. So uh, to me, it's a tremendously valuable part of the team, as you had mentioned. And and then thirdly, um, what do I need industry to do? When, when I have this much change going on and, and when I'm burning up this much organizational resilience, um, I need industry to help me connect those dots. I need them to be looking over my shoulder. What is going on out there that I can't see because I'm focused in on that, that, uh, that um, abrupt change that, that, uh, that quickly uh, turn left that I've got to now manage. I need industry and the rest of my team looking at what else is going on out there how can they connect the dots so that i can reduce the slope or the or the shape or the or the rapid onset i can mitigate that rapid onset of that change i can i can i can push down the the degree of change that i've gotten and I and I can project just like what we did in the coronavirus. What we did is we push down the peak and we spread it out. I would use that same concept here. How do I manage organizational resilience just like what we did? We mitigate it. We push down the peak, we spread it out. It's the shape of, it's the same amount of stress under the curve, but i spread it out and it's much more manageable. Um I, I would uh I would I would ask them to bring depth to the team that they bring every single day. Help them ask them to share the load of that uh, of the work that we're doing, and and what they willingly and and uh, uh, with great professionalism do that as well. Um, I would also look for um, their support in cross industry innovation. So many times there are things going out there in industry in another domain that is now proven and, and works really well, but we've never touched in medicine. It's not that we don't know, it, we, just, we have no idea that it's there. So that kind of cross-industry uh, fertilization that industry can bring with their scope, I, I think is a, is a piece that they can help us um, uh, with the, the kinds of change, the kinds of innovation, innovations that work, innovations that are proven that now can work in the, in the healthcare domain. By, by having solutions that are stable and working, that also reduces the amount of change that we go through.
0: Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.BedHealthIT.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. Music by Jam Studio, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated.